welcome to Weird Parents, the podcast where we talk about how weird it is being a parent. My name's Coop and I'm joined by my lovely wife. Oh wait, I'm meant to use a different word every time yeah, now, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, you are, yeah. My stupendous wife, <laughs> Sammy, also known on Instagram as Pop Punk Pets and Parenthood. Hi guys, how's it hanging? So today is a big episode for us, isn't it? It is a bing episode oh my god bada bing bada bing <laughs> yeah we're talking about bing bunny yeah or how do you say it to blakey bing bunny bing bunny <laughs> yeah for those of you who don't know what bing is you're missing it, out guys <laughs> it's an award-winning tv show is also a really good set of books by the author ted dewan yeah um we've got him for a little guest segment on this episode yeah we do which is awesome and was amazing to talk to him because so many questions for him oh yeah we had a really good chat yeah i could have spoken to him for hours actually there was lots of lots of questions we had for him lots of uh unanswered questions and mysteries mysteries and, yeah we'll go through towards the end of this episode all about the the dark stuff that we found on the yeah, internet I'm really, about being i'm scared about that i'm scared you should be yeah i bet <laughs> the reason we haven't been having it on the telly as much recently or done much reading is it because you read some yeah some well, horrific things yeah I've, i went too deep and now being scares me oh no <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking we just talk about like I, it's parents isn't it they just they look too deeply into things when yeah. the kids they're just enjoying it as it comes yeah. they're really like kind of into the characters and they don't worry too much about all the contextual no, little bits. No, the simplicity is what's so good, isn't it? And it's like just the joy of being being young. And we discussed that with him actually, didn't we? That, yeah, kids just, they like they like simple stuff. Exactly. Yeah, and it's confusing. Confusing little time for them. And as, as always, guys, if you like what we do here on the Weird Parents podcast, you can follow us on your favourite uh, podcast app. Yep make sure you follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode we do one every friday smash the buttons uh we're also on instagram at weird parents we are and just check us out every friday guys yeah feel free to send us little messages we love getting little messages oh yeah if you want you want us to do a shout out birthday shout out birthday shout out wedding shout out whatever yeah (laughs) wedding shout out just 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 talk to us please (laughs) (laughs) so bing bunny yes Probably one of the most watched TV shows in the UK mm-hmm. on CBBC, which is like Kids BBC. Kids Central over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's in a load of different languages. Indonesian. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw a Danish one. German. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sort of want to watch it in Indonesian. I mean, yeah, you can do if you want. It's all on YouTube. So, yeah, you don't have to have a special streaming service. I think pretty much every episode is on YouTube yeah. as well. If that's your, you know, if that tickles your fancy. Well, I think it's it's handy, isn't it, for people that gets are out somewhere and their kids start kicking off. Put Bing on your phone. Yeah, if you if you need a, just a good natured, uh, good natured kids TV show. Yeah, Bing's probably the one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they've also got an American version in the USA now. I did not know that. Yeah, we'll we'll go through that later on. But they they've got dubbed version oh, of Bing with an American accent. Yeah, which oh, no. it just. It it's just not the same. It's not the same. I can't imagine Flop with an American accent. His like That's the one thing they kept in. They kept Flop. English. Yeah, they kept his, Good, his voice in. Because Flop I can't imagine Flop anything but English. Yeah, they didn't touch Mark Rylance's Good. incredible voice acting Good, on good. Flop. Good. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. But yeah, I think for parents. So Bing is this like 
proper simplistic primary colors kind of tv mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. it's what you expect from like a, a traditional kids tv show yeah it's proper marmite though for parents isn't it, it is I, it is definitely a love-hate relationship and many of my parenting friends will probably agree i've had many a conversation about bing bunny and some parents love it because, you know, you can guarantee that the kid will watch it and some feel very connected to, like, flop. I personally feel very connected to the flop. The dude just wants a cup of coffee. I get it. <laughs> um, and then other people find Bing Bunny quite whing- whingy is the word that I've heard to descri- like yeah. describe him or moany. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's a toddler. He's a bloody he? kid, isn't he's a he? a kid, yeah. Yeah, kids whinge. That's yeah. what they do. Um, it's how they communicate But it's sometimes. just when you've got it on all day yeah that's the issue isn't it it's it's the kids they it's like edm for them isn't it it's like it's just like the perfect distillation perfect formula for their brains yeah they're like seven minute episodes and they just crush them with no abandon but the thing i love about it is that some of the ideas in there that like that flop uses like his his management of dealing with the whinging is brilliant exactly and it's like gentle parenting to a T, it's amazing. And some of like the little ideas that are mentioned in it, we use in everyday life, don't we? We do, yeah. Copying it because it, I mean, it works. Flop shows us all up. Oh, he does. <laughs> he is the master of chill. Even my mum's like, why is he so calm? He's so calm. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get into the the parenting lessons from Bing a bit yeah. later on. But um, yeah, do check like if you don't know what Bing is, check it out. It's really good for kind of like toddlers probably up to the age of three or four would you say five maybe? yeah possibly yeah. yeah yeah i think being in the series on the website it says he's five years old something like that oh is he okay. yeah so yeah he's a little bunny that is uh kind of traversing the everyday dramas Oof. that happen when you're a toddler yeah 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 and how hard it is for them Full disclaimer, we're in the camp of parents that really like Bing, aren't we? I think we are, yeah. Well, it's a really low. I there are some days that I'm like, I've got to turn it off. Yeah. I can't. I'm not in the mood for hearing him today. When, when our daughter's three years old, when she was about two, she was like being really obsessed. into Bing, like being, being obsessed. obsessed. The only thing she wanted to watch. She moved from Hey Doggy onto Bing. Bing. And we did have to put a stop to Bing, we didn't did. we? And then it was Bing, it was, everything was Bing. It was on the TV. It was bedtime stories were Bing. And I was just like, I can't. And then the cuddly <laughs> toys became Bing. And then we decorated the potty with Bing. And I was like, I, I'm Binged out. That's when that's when I started to pick up the books for yeah. B, isn't yeah. it? Because she, we had to put a stop to the TV show because she loved it so much. Mm. So I bought the, the bedtime books. Yeah. Because... Yeah, the the original books by Ted Dewan are so oh they're good kind of just I don't know jovial they're just nice aren't they yeah um, and I think the fate my our favorite bit anyway was always at the end of the book there was like a question for the kid in the bedtime book it's like how do you get ready for bed and then they and, can point and they point to like the, all the things they do like B's always like uh, potty a bath bath <laughs> toothpaste potty again <laughs> like yeah it, she yeah. loves that aspect there's a real difference I know it's the difference between like the book the two books that we've got well, we've got the two books haven't we and we've got the bedtime one which is one of the originals and then the other one is one based off of one of the TV episodes yeah but there's a real difference like I really like the original Bing books like that as you say the bedtime one because so the question at the end and it's just like the anim- the drawing's so sweet and yeah it's great it is yeah do you remember the first time we ever watched the tv show though no because it was probably on while i was very sleep deprived and just (laughs) had something on in the background well no it wasn't when you're sleep deprived so we 
turned on when you were pregnant, or it might have been just before you got pregnant. I think uh, it was when you were pregnant. Right. We turned on CBBC, uh-huh. like this is years ago now, to check what kids TV show, like what was going on with kids TV uh. show. So we're like, you know, we're going to have to start watching this if we become parents. Oh, right. We just okay. put it on for a bit to see what was going on. Oh, I don't remember this. And I remember Baby Club came on. Oh, Baby and Club. And we're like, oh, we can get on board with this. Yeah, Baby Club's awesome. And then Bing came on. Mm. And we were a bit unsure like, to start with, this? weren't we? It was the episode with the easy cheesy pasta where Bing separates. I don't separates. remember this happening. I know the episode because I know the, the rage that I... Yes, I remember the rage. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember the rage. And it's funny because back then I was literally like, that would never happen in, with my child. I'm never doing that. And now I'm like, mate, easy life. I get it. I completely get it because yeah. it's the whole... He doesn't like it mixed. He doesn't like the peas and the carrots with the, the pasta or doesn't something. doesn't like the mixed up where Sula likes the mixed up. Yeah, so they give Bing a spoon an, an to unmixer, separate everything. An unmixer so he can separate it. And I remember watching it for, yeah, and I was like, never going to happen. My kid will just have to eat it because that's stupid. I'm not doing that. And then you become a parent and you're like, oh, I, get, I get it. I completely get I it. I get it. Just make life easy. Dear God, <laughs> start, you, you want to unmix it, kid? You unmix it. If it means you eat it, you go for it. Yeah. I mean, that's a great idea. Yeah. Just give them the tool to do it themselves. Yeah. Bing yeah. would love that. She would. We need to get her an on mixer. <laughs> so what's your favourite episode of Bing? Have you got a favourite? <laughs> I think my favourite has to be the goose one. <laughs> oh, in the duck pond, is it? Or something? Yeah, which I shouldn't laugh at being someone that works with animals, but it's when they get cornered behind the bench by the goose. Right. And Flop just goes, bum, ba-dum, ba-da, ba-da, bum, blows up the bag which had all the bird seed in it it's like a paper bag isn't it pops it really loudly scares the bird away and then it's like i love that and then chucks it in the bin yeah i was gonna say that's my favorite episode because the terror on the on the toddler's faces when they run away from the goose but the thing is how many of us out there remember being chased by geese or massive birds as toddlers yeah like i'm sure a lot of us do that is a real fear for toddlers yeah i remember going like pool park and the fear of the geese because they they are assholes oh yeah geese are assholes they're big bastards yeah the swans not so much you always just said well it was always the rumor with a swan wasn't it It it's like don't touch a swan it broke a kid's arm once I never knew who that kid was, but it always broke a kid's arm. Yeah, I think people used to say that about geese as well. Yeah, well, geese were just evil little bastards. Swans you could walk past. Geese you couldn't walk past them. They'd suddenly oh, just take a disliking to you and they'd be like, I'm going to fuck down. you up. Honk you down. They'd honk you down. In, in Bing episodes, basically what happens, you don't really know what the disaster is going to be, do you? No. Because it's so, for a parent, it's so little, isn't it? But then it's blown out of proportion. For a toddler, for, for it's toddler. such a big thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're at the dock, a duck pond feeding the ducks mm-hmm. and then it's been getting impatient so he starts throwing more and more yeah pretty much breadcrumbs in just, well seeds and then the goose comes along and shits them up yeah pretty much yeah and then flop comes along to save the day by popping the paper bag and scares the goose away scares the goose away but yeah, yeah he he kind of just mark rylance is the um is the voice actor isn't he mm. uh you you'll know him he's a very famous actor but he's just got this very chill calming voice yeah isn't he? yeah um and he just kind of he's just the perfect uh, perfect like, flop perfect flop isn't it yeah yeah so so chilled so i'm on bingbunny.com oh i was just gonna read like the backstory he's of got bing. a website 
He has, yeah. Oh, there's loads. This is a good resource if uh, you want to go deeper on Bing. Oh, God. Okay. For people like me that needed to for this Need- podcast. Needed to go deeper on Bing. <laughs> needed to do it. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, this is this is what they say on the website. Okay. When you're very young, life is certainly dramatic. Yes. It's easy to forget that each new preschool moment can bring a succession of firsts, brand new experiences which can provoke challenge and confront young children feel intense joy disappointment rage and often sheer delight when they are doing even the smallest of things true so that's kind of what all bing is all about Mm. and bing the bing series seeks to authentically mirror the young child's experience and celebrates the noisy joyful messy reality of preschool life yeah i would say i agree with that i want to know how flop does his awesome parenting and keep that house as tidy as it is on, oh, the, yeah. on the series. Oh, yeah, in the TV show. I, it's like kind of like a futuristic kind of setting, isn't it? Yeah. It's like doesn't quite look like real life. All the houses are massive. And yeah. I, I, one thing we haven't spoken about actually is like Flop is like half the size of Bing, mm-hmm. isn't he? He's yeah. like, how does he look after Bing when he is so small? Yeah, I know. Well, he, he gets up on stools and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, but like if, well, if Bing had a, you know, like a fit... Like a pissy fit. What, you just got an image of Bing picking Flop up and yeeting him across the room? <laughs> yeah. If Bing gets a bit older and just like has a tantrum, mm-hmm. just rip him in half. <gasps> Bing's not the Hulk. <laughs> can't do that to Flop. No, he wouldn't do that to Flop. He has made way too much respect for Flop. True. There yeah, would be yeah. uprisings in the streets if that happened to Flop. Could you imagine? No. But yeah, Bing, Bing is essentially this little bunny that um, goes through life. Yeah. It's just... Has all these little experiences and Flop is his kind of little... His little caregiver, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, li- in the not series, his dad. in the series, he's his little caregiver, isn't he? In the book, he's his toy. Yeah, I think it's quite obviously like his toy or his like comfort plushy, isn't he? Because he looks like a little bit like a sock toy, doesn't he? He looks like many things. <laughs> Come on, what were you gonna say? He just looks like many things. Like what? I don't want to tell you what I've people have told me that's like. Oh, well, we we'll can... get into it when we talk about what is flop. I will. <laughs> I will. Let, in the dark zone. Let the public know the things that people have said to me the flop looks like. Okay. So the Metro did an article. The 14 things that every parent who overdosed on Bing Bunny will understand. Um, okay. Just let me know how many of these you understand. Okay, so I'm going to guess it's all of them, but go for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So at first you think Bing is very sweet little bunny. However, after way too many episodes, you decide Bing is actually rather wet with a whiny <laughs> voice and needs to grow a pair. <laughs> he's five he's so little yeah not, i mean i wouldn't have... say he needs to grow a pair that's a bit mean i'd say yeah it's quite whingy but how many kids aren't whingy i know it's like it's how they you know it's their default mode isn't it to yeah. whinge and you have to remind but it, i do get it like when it is on all the time and you just constantly hear his little whingy voice it's like oh dude come on <laughs> but you've got to remind the child like that's not how you communicate isn't it yeah you, you don't whinge at me to get what you want yeah we try and do that don't but we it's their default mode isn't it, it is yeah of course it is yeah so you're, you're too hard on bing there metro don't, yeah don't tell a five-year-old to grow a pair we haven't had that question yet from b what he what is flop but no to her, I don't think it's a question at the moment. To her, it's just flop. It's a flop, isn't yeah. it? She just takes it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Little flop. So you love the episode where Brenda the Blender makes oh. Bing a carrot smoothie. Yeah, I forgot about that episode. That's a good episode too. Yeah, that's bum, really banana, good. Banana, banana, banana. Yeah. Because like we still, we like 
just going on to things that we've picked up from Bing, mm. we call our blender Brenda, Brenda. don't we? Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. And do you know what? Even mum's best mate that's called Brenda, <laughs> she's known to Blake as Brenda the Blender. Because <laughs> mum calls her Brenda the Blender. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. F6. That's, that's, that's when he goes, ooh, a particularly ripe banana. banana. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me laugh because she's got a little plushy toy of flop. Yeah. And you press its belly and it says all the different sayings. And I remember just pressing it. And then that, that saying came out. I was like, who put that in there? <laughs> that's, that's a top tier. That's an S tier episode, it is. isn't it? Particularly the... ripe banana. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a good moral to every episode. And you yes. pray it's enforcing some good manners into your child. Yes, you do. It's true. I mean, there are like parents like whinge quite a lot about yeah they're the whingy ones the parents yeah the parents they're like <laughs> oh there's certain things that bing does that are naughty because like kids do naughty shit yeah, all the time that's, that's the it. point isn't it yeah you're meant to teach them what to do it's realistic in a way isn't yeah, it yeah yeah it's not just it's not like focusing on kids being naughty and then punishing them it's kids doing stuff for because they don't understand and then teaching them how to process what they've done exactly yeah that yeah. wasn't too deep. No, it makes sense because yeah. it's a, it's like the step that a lot of people forget, isn't it? When they're interacting, even with adults, is like acknowledging how the child or the person is feeling yeah. before you give advice or mm-hmm. you tell them to do something. Because everyone hates being told what to do, don't they? Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, you spend most of your time with a kid telling them what to do. Like you do, like indirectly, because you've got to look after them. Yeah, st- like don't do that because you're going to smash your head open on the door yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and but, then when they, they throw a tantrum about it, we get frustrated. We're just like, we're trying to keep you alive. But they don't understand that. They don't understand why they're not allowed to do what they want. Because you haven't kind of acknowledged that Their they're feelings. having fun. Yeah. And enjoying that Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So Bing's good for that, isn't it? We like, it's, yeah, I it's think kind it's of, good. That, that's one of the lessons, I guess, that we pick up from Bing episodes, isn't it? It's the... The like emotional side of things yeah, where it's an helping, it's helping kids learn those nuances between emotions, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's like you're not just sad or angry, are you? There's like deeper layers to yeah. each emotion that like Bing feels or that he's going through. Like there's that one which is under the blankety. Oh, under the blankety. Where he says all the time, "I'm feeling under the blankety." Yeah, it's like that's a that's an emotion in itself, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> that's really cute. Last one I was just going to read out is. You can't eat a bagel without saying carroty bagel. Well, I can because I do not eat carroty bagels. Yeah. I mean, I used to do that when Bee was little and I always used to be like, oh, do you want a carroty bagel? And, she, and she's like, no. Yeah, no, that's the thing. She's never wanted a carroty bagel. <laughs> no. She's not a fan of carrots. I think I did make her a carroty bagel once, but that was it. No. Game over. She's She's not a fan of carrots, that kid. Also very stereotypical of a bunny to like carrots, can I just say? Yeah. Yeah. carrots they're not that actually great. that good for your bunnies quite sugary very sugary don't give th- lo- your bunny loads of carrots there you go it's my two cents there psa yeah <laughs> stop giving bunnies carrots and making them fat so i said a little bit before about how every episode has got it's not really a formula is it but there's there's always like a disaster in the episode isn't it yeah and you never really know what it is or when it's going to come because it's so it's so little, isn't it? Yeah, it seems like such a tiny thing. And then it gets like, you look at it from a toddler point of view and it's like, oh my God, the world is ending. Yeah. Do you ever get like anxiety watching the beginning of a Bing episode? Because it's like, you Not don't anxiety, know what's going to happen. Not anxiety, but I'm like, some 
shit's gonna go down yeah <laughs> you're like for example they, there's not much foreshadowing is there so no. like uh trying to think of an example but like the talky taxi episode oh i hate that episode <laughs> yeah where they're they're playing with this this car isn't it a toy car which talks to them when they press the button and you're not quite sure like how it's gonna go that is a stressful episode yeah because yeah. like they're playing with it. They wash it because it says, wash me, I'm talky taxi or whatever. Yeah. They give it a wash, but the button gets stuck, doesn't it? And keeps yeah. saying the same thing over and Stressful. over again. Um, and you're like, what, what's going to happen? Like, what's the the how, disaster? How can it get any worse? Yeah, because like that, that's already annoying enough. But then um, then they like ram it off the road, don't they? And mm. it crashes into the into the Playroom. Amma's Cafe yeah. or wherever it is. Um, but yeah, like I always get a bit on edge at the beginning of a a <laughs> of a Bing episode because I'm not sure like, Ooh, what's going to happen what the next bit is going to be <laughs> that is a sign that we need a life right there I know but it's true isn't it like yeah. it, the disaster's never like a big thing if he's like this with Bing you should see what he's like with like Game of Thrones and some serious <laughs> TV series he can't go so one of the weird things about the the UK version of Bing uh-huh. um, is that the voice acting talent in it is just so good isn't it yeah like, yeah it really is you've got Mark Rylance who does the voice of Flop but it's him and someone else then takes over, doesn't he? Yeah. So once um, season one is over, mm. then David David Frelfall. Now is he is he the guy from Shameless? He is. Yeah. He plays Frank Gallagher. That's insane. Which he also I think does a pretty good job at it. In, in Shameless. In yeah. Shameless. And he's also like a renowned it's like, like Shakespearean. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's really good at his like pronunciation which i find hilarious that stuff. he basically just plays an absolute drunken druggie on shameless and he does it bloody well yeah he takes over the voice of flop and he pretty much nails it yeah. as well doesn't yeah, he yeah he does well yeah for those of you who don't know who mark rylance is who we kind of you know mm. sung his praises Bigging up. um one of the most recent things that he was in is um in don't look up yeah the netflix movie <laughs> yeah. with um, leonardo dicaprio he played the guy that was a bit like elon musk <laughs> he plays like the really creepy like tech entrepreneur doesn't yeah. he ceo yeah um who smells the woman's hair really randomly yeah he's just creepy in it he's yeah. really creepy but he has such a like nice voice <laughs> he's in loads of it he was the bfg yeah he was in bridge of spies ready yeah. player one you'd, you'd recognize um he was in dunkirk he was as well yeah he's he's done loads of stuff and he's just a really really good actor yeah but yeah it's crazy isn't it like all these um different voice actors that have been in it yeah <laughs> um and also a really good another voice acting talent in it mm. so gilly who's yeah. like the ice cream lady yeah. isn't she with the dog um she's played by the mrs doyle in father ted is she yeah so oh. pauline mcclin oh okay it is also can i ask who does the voice of pageant oh i don't know should i quickly look it Not up pageant sorry no the Paget. doctor the doctor oh i don't know because to me that sounds like emma thompson the who is the doctor who's oh, she called what's her name she's the one that looks after coco most of the time Oh, I don't know. What's oh, her name? what's her name? Molly. Voiced by Tamsin Craig. Well, she sounds exactly like Emma Thompson, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the woman I always get confused with, Emma Thompson. Who's That's that? why. she. This lady who has been... Oh, God, you'll recognise... It's Jackie from Friday Night Dinner. <laughs> and she plays who? She plays Molly, oh, the doctor. Oh, Coco's carer. Hello, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another... Shalom. <laughs> Paget apparently, is played by someone called Bryony Hannah. 
Um, she's in Call the Midwife. Bryony. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, she is. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Oh, wow, that's really funny. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But there's loads of like voice actors. It's because they're English, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, that's really cool. And what about Alma? Who plays Alma? Um, someone called Akia Henry. And she is in the latest version of Macbeth. She plays Lady Macbeth. Does she? Yeah. I mean, if we're going to talk about legends, Flop is obviously a legend, mm -hmm. but Amma... Oh, I recognise her. Yeah, she's been in a few things. She's Shaun the Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but talking about legends, like, Flop is a legend, obviously. Yeah. Amma, she's, she is the goat. She's, she's the greatest of all time, isn't she? she? <laughs> I've never heard that before. She's the goat. <laughs> You've never Greatest heard goat. of all time. Yeah. No. And I'm going to use that from now on. Uh, throat goat. Have you never heard that? That's what it means. Yeah. I thought it was just a rhyme. <laughs> oh my God. For those of you also, don't can know we what... not talk about throat goat while we're talking about <laughs> Bing Bunny, please? I think I've got to elaborate now. I can't just no. like drop throat goat and not say it. So, I mean, this is, we're talking a few months ago now, aren't we? Yeah. Nancy Reagan. Let's just also just little disclaimer. This isn't in link to the sex episode. This is just Coop <laughs> going off at a tangent. And also if there's any children listening, cover their ears. Content warning. Content warning. Um, because I didn't give content to the sex episode. And one of our poor listeners was in the car with their child and had to turn it down really quickly. That's probably happened a few times. Yeah, soz, guys. Soz. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, anyway, Nancy Reagan, Ronald Reagan's wife. Mm -hmm. There was a rumour like in the 80s that she was Don't really good it. at giving oral sex. Okay, right, yeah. yeah. She's really good. So I can't She's really good. I can't remember how it, it got brought up, but on Twitter, like a few months ago, everyone just started talking about Nancy Reagan and okay. how she is the throat goat. So she is, you know, really good at deep throating. I just can't get the... I can't get goat out my head. <laughs> so you literally thought... I thought it was just a goat. rhyme. Yeah, but what did you think goat meant? I don't know. It was just a, just rhymed with throat. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, that add that to your vocabulary, guys. Throat goat. He finds that you found when that was all going on, you were in hysterics. You found the whole thing so funny. And then I was getting memes sent to me constantly all day about throat goats. And the other day you sent me like a was it a diamond encrusted medal that said throat goat on it? <laughs> yeah. I think it all started because some like some conservative person in America posted um, that another woman didn't have class. She should be more like Nancy Reagan. And then <laughs> Twitter blew up like, oh did you know that Nancy Reagan was the throat goat? Reason in the number 80s? 654 why I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> and the memes just the memes got me so hard. Oh, God's sake. Yeah. Got you so <laughs> not literally. Holy shit, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Right. This is great for an episode about Bing. That's what it? I mean. Great you need content. to now put a little like disc scratch back <laughs> to Bing. But that's the funny thing. Like this episode, we might get a few more listeners than usual because we've got a big guest on it. Right. So we have to be a little bit seeker sensitive is what they call it in the Christian community. Yeah. Because you talking about throat goat is really sensitive. <laughs> yeah. So I think I've just ruined that aspect yeah, of it. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, throat goat. No, so, don't. <laughs> what I was trying to say is, Amma is a legend. She is. She's not a throat goat. She's. <laughs> she's just a goat. 
yeah, she's just a goat. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, we still, like, I remember there's the episode where she's telling everyone that they're being noisy bangers. Oh, you love that episode. Oh, my God, I say that all the time. Everyone's mm. being a noisy banger today. Yeah. Don't I? Yeah. I like it as well. She tells them to blow away the angry oh, onto the clouds. Perfect. She's just so, like, chill and... That, that episode, I think... How flop Cap- should get together? I think they probably... I mean, they might be in a little thruple pageant. No, Amma and no, th- and flop. No, I think if there was going to be a relationship happening in Bing, it would be flop and armor. Okay, yeah. Pa- what is Paget a bit of a wet weekend? No, it's just I think their their relationship is purely platonic, and it's purely she owns a shop and is Pando's person. But, but do you think behind closed doors, flop is a bit of a dom? Oh <laughs> <laughs> no! What is what is going on with you? No, don't you dare speak about well, Flop like that. He's very soft-spoken. Yes, isn't he, he is. Like, he's a gentleman. I can tell you lot, now. He's got a lot of command. No, no, <laughs> no he is a gentleman. So he's think, also two inches high, Daniel. So behave. So you think Amma's the top? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they're like Smith. They're like Smurfs. Okay. <laughs> they're asexual. I mean, they are naked all the time. Yeah, but they're like Smurf. They're Smurfs. They're like Smurfs. They're asexual. Do not try and sexualize. Right, we got. This is silly. You've you don't think stop. they like unzip. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Their little sock things and climb out like little naked Mr. Krabs creatures <laughs> to make love. <laughs> Sammy is just losing. <laughs> See, I'm imagining some kind what of like. <laughs> I'm imagining some kind of like dungeon situation. Can in... I just say, Ted, if you listen to this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is what happens on this podcast. The tangents <laughs> just go off. I can't with you right now. You need a cold shower. They are toys, Daniel. <laughs> They're not unzipping anything. So Paget <laughs> isn't involved. <laughs> in this weird relationship literally i i give you an inch with this sex episode (laughs) that we did and you take a mile you take a mile boy maybe flops the throat goat right stop it (laughs) oh my gosh you've got you got some serious editing to do young man (laughs) okay should we do the little yeah rewind yeah so Paget's a bit shit, isn't she? She's not shit. No, <laughs> Pageant is lovely. I think that if there was a relationship within the Bing universe, the Bingdiverse, it would be between Flop and Alma because they the just Bing-diverse. like yeah, the Bingdiverse. <laughs> I, I made that up. Um, it would be like they've just they've just got lovely chemistry. Yeah. Pageant's nice, but it's I think it's purely like Pando's parent, isn't it? Yeah, and she also owns a shop. Yeah. Molly, we never fucking see, but then she's a doctor. We get that. She's quite busy. She is quite busy. Yeah. Especially in the little toy town where all the disasters happen all the yeah. time. Yeah. God but she's very she good sees. at, very, very good at just dumping Charlie on flop. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Like, I think I've said this in a previous episode where like, like she is sick, isn't she? She's sick. She's like twisted. Why? The way that she just, oh, you can see it in the, the beginning in the theme you know, the opening credits. She chucks them out of the car. She is on the phone, mm. pulls up, chucks Coco and Charlie at Flop, who's already got big on his hands. Yeah. He's like twice the size of him. But they're cousins. Charlie's bigger than Flop. <laughs> He's got three they're cousins. bunnies. They're three cousins. bunnies to look after. Yeah. And he is half a foot high. And as far as bunnies go, three isn't that bad. 
<laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been worse. But she doesn't even look back. She's like, Vroom. she's a doctor. She's got shit to do. True. Yeah. True. She's probably yeah. Very she's very busy. Probably overworked. True. To be fair. Yeah. But that's all. Oh, that reminds me of another good episode. The vaccination episode. That is. That's a really good episode. That is a brilliant episode because that helped so much when B when B had her flu vaccine although i that was that was a funny story in itself that's the one that goes up the nose it's not a needle but yeah. i went into the doctors and said my child's here for her kennel cough vaccine <laughs> and they're like what yeah they literally looked at me and i went i totally mean the flu vaccine <laughs> anyway oh dear but it really helped didn't it because she was like sort of knew what to, she was a pro at that oh she just turned up she was she like sat on, on the chair shoot up my nose she did one little uh, after one uh, after the other jumped down and went chocolate button <laughs> gave her a chocolate button all yeah. as well in the world and she loved she loves playing doctor she i does. think because of that episode yeah and mummy's got a few syringes around the house haven't i so we're doing like desensitization for syringes ready for our preschool jabs so oh, it's gonna i be know hard, it's it? gonna be hard but we're just not gonna make a big deal out of it and no. we're gonna keep doing our Playing around, but Bing's great in that because it literally shows him that it's not a big deal. And Bing yeah. even speaks to Pando, doesn't he, about him, Norm. It doesn't hurt for very long and you get a sticker. Yeah. yeah she's going to be really pissed if she doesn't get a sticker. Oh, yeah, shit. We might need to get might one. Need to get some stickers. Yeah. Thanks, Bing. Get some stickers in, some sticky <laughs> yeah. boys. But yeah, I think we've spoken about it a little bit in the past, but Bing, and we talk about it a little bit in the guest interview as well, but mm. Bing is really good at showing... I guess the nuance between emotion emotions, isn't it? And yeah. I guess putting the words to the emotions as well. Yeah. Like our generation kind of grew up not not really with that emotional vocabulary. No, we didn't. And like having an like emotions acknowledged mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, you're feeling this way because XYZ, um, and here's the word to describe that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that goes a long way, doesn't it, in yeah. trying to process. I've told you before, haven't I, like the, the TikToks and things I've seen of the different different generations' parenting styles, like how the boomer parenting style, it was literally, I'll give you something to cry about. It was that sort of like, yeah. you were disciplined for showing emotion. And then Gen X, it was, you know, you, you, you think your life's hard, my life's like this, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, the millennial one made me laugh. Well, millennial and Gen Z were quite similar, but this made me laugh and it was literally just like... Just no, no parent there. <laughs> it's just not. But I think it is. It's they're like all fucking working. They were working, and also again, they were never taught how to regulate emotions. So the the way they dealt with it was they ignored them. Yeah, you ignore. It was always oh, ignore any weird behaviour, wasn't it? Yeah. As opposed to acknowledge it. So yeah, I think all generations up until recently have been taught to either ignore or not acknowledge or repress your emotions or repress emotions. Yeah. Because it's like people, other people don't want to see them. Exactly. That's what it always felt like. And it's something you should keep inside and not talk about. Yeah. yeah. Which is really sad. But it's really obvious, like, as you get older, isn't it? That it's like, yeah, we can't deal with emotions very well. No, like, I, I think it's quite common, isn't it? That oh, very. Adults don't really have that in their vocabulary. No, we don't. We don't. But we don't know the difference between, I don't know, being angry and being scared, no. for example, or being anxious um or scared or you've anxious bought, or excited you've bought a very good book haven't you that's really quite good at explaining emotions but for an adult point of view for someone that hasn't yeah been able to like verbalize their emotions yeah so it, it or essentially there's about 87 different kinds of emotions 87 mm. and this book's called atlas at the heart by Brene brown mm -hmm. um it's really good it goes through all 87 emotions literally so you can be like oh how am i feeling today and you flick through 
And it just it just tells you those little nuances mm. about it, like how resentment isn't an anger thing. Mm. Very often, it's an envious thing. Yeah. You're envious of someone. And how they're all someone. connected to each other. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and I mean, they all kind of overlap a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's really good. And I kind of saw that in Bing mm. since we've been watching it, that it's just really, you know, the, the emotional heart of the show is how to process emotions yeah, as a child, yeah. isn't it? And it's setting them up for a better understanding than what we have. And I think that's why so many parents struggle with like tantrums and things, I think because we were not taught to deal with emotions like that. We don't know how to deal with their emotions. When yeah. they're tantruming, we don't know what to do because we were always told off for tantruming or, you know, you were- Told off, yeah. Just... Yeah, to, yeah, we was pretty much told off. Or you were like, you know, oh, stop crying or stop whinging or stuff. And it wasn't really acknowledged over why you were feeling that way. Yeah. Um, but, and it is hard. And, and even like now, even I, and we both do every now and again, you do lose your temper. But again, it's because you yourself can't say what's wrong. And one of the things I've been trying to do is when I get too- like two like oh my gosh child listen to me i've actually said to her mummy is feeling frustrated i'm going to just walk away for a little bit yeah and it's almost like i'm saying that to her but i'm saying it to myself like i'm telling myself yeah you're frustrated you need to take yourself away from this situation what's well, a form of processing it isn't it because mm. you're putting the words to it yeah to kind of say it to yourself and kids learn from and watching. they also learn yeah. from it. yeah yeah it is, yeah. yeah, it's see, it's a lot. It's a lot deeper than just a kids show. It is really deep. I, I think that's why, in small doses, like all yeah. kids' TV should be, it's really good to have on. You for try the tell it kids. in small doses. You try telling her that when it's bloody Bing, Cocomelon, or Bluey. Yeah, tell, yeah, too right. <sighs> the last episode, I guess, I just wanted to talk about in that respect to you know emotions mm. is the balloon episode. Oh yeah, the bye bye box. The bye bye box, which we did use yeah we did with um it's one of the really early episodes but basically bing has this balloon he draws a little face on it doesn't mm. he um and it accidentally pops because he jumps on it mm -hmm. and he's obviously really sad mm. but flop's way of dealing with it is he says well we've got this little box here should we put the balloon in the box and we'll call it the bye bye, the bye, -bye box. box and there's other toys in there that are broken and stuff isn't yeah there? and that's kind of like the grief episode isn't it yeah but the really interesting thing about that episode is that the way it's structured is almost like the five steps of dealing yeah. with death. You're tr yeah, you're right. So like the anger, denial, bargaining and acceptance. Yeah. Um, I never it's thought It's kind of that. structured a little bit like that. Yeah. Which I thought was absolutely brilliant. It's a really mm. good way of doing it. And they... They kind of they've kind of um, take that formula as well for the butterfly episode. Oh yeah, that's Bing a sad episode. Kind of goes crushes. a bit Lenny, doesn't he? And accidentally kills a butterfly. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. He's asking Flop to like fix it and make it better. That episode scares a lot of people, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but I think all toddlers have that ability to. Yeah, just they just don't understand, do no. they? No, 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 no. But that's like kids and animals. You've got to got to teach your children to understand animals body language and if you yourself don't understand animals body language learn and then teach your children because it's possibly dangerous it is yeah. yeah yeah no that's really sad though my morbid brain though now that you've linked it to death it's like is a, a coffins from now on going to be known as a bob eye box <laughs> well, that's the thing isn't it it's it's really it's really dark i know it's just a balloon but it had a face on it didn't it yeah, and he yeah, really right. he loved the balloon yeah do you it, think it was like a, a metaphor for death yeah i do Ooh. i Ooh. think it was it's kind of like you know, we're saying goodbye to him now. We did that when B. It was one of her first balloons, wasn't it? Yeah. She was distraught. Oh, she was so upset. So I 
like thinking quickly, I've got a little red box, which I keep all my podcast equipment in. Mm. Um, I went, oh, D, should we put, should we put Looney in the bye-bye box? Mm, Looney, because that's what every balloon's called is Looney. Yeah, and I think she still thinks it's in there, but oh. it's long gone now. <laughs> yeah. Little straggly bit of plastic. Yeah. yeah. We're contemplating about using the bye-bye box for the bubbies, but I think she'd have just gone in and gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they um, had to go. They had they? to go, go. Yeah. So we're just going to go over to our little guest spot now with Ted DeWan. He's the author of the uh, Bing Bunny book series. Mm -hmm. He's also the creator of the TV show. He um, was very heavily consulted and very involved in the in the first series. He wrote quite a few episodes as well. I think he wrote the balloon episode. Did he? The Bye Bye Box episode. Uh, so yeah, sense. you'll see his name all over the credits, but <laughs> he's the original creator. So he takes us through a little bit about the early, you know, origin of Bing. Yeah. And why he actually started writing the books and how he kind of got the ideas for it. He also goes into what flop is. Yes. And who he is the question in relation on, to Bing. The question on everybody's lips. Yeah. So we'll catch you afterwards. But here's our guest spot. We're joined today by a very special guest. Uh, we've got the creator and the author of Bing Bunny, Ted Dewan. Uh Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Ted? Very well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank and you for joining us. <laughs> so this show is all about how weird and surreal and baffling parenthood is how weird or surreal has your parenting journey been so far it was it wasn't as weird back in the day with my my own daughter because uh, my my wife at the time we both were at home working at home at both children's illustrators so so it kind of made sense <laughs> you know we what we did for a living was perfectly in line with what we were learning as parents and and in fact because i had a toddler uh I, I i went slumming into the you know the lowest rung of literature which is books for uh toddlers you know and uh realized that there weren't that many books that that someone had really thought very carefully about for that age group but they tend to be you know introducing the world of nouns and very simple um, threads. And I realized there was a, a chance for something a um, bit different. In fact, I really was sort of taking the mickey of the whole format first until my publisher, David Fickling, um, suggested we take it seriously. So that's what worked. But, you know, the Bing books kind of started off almost like a little diary <laughs> and, and a, a memento to entering into the mindset. So, uh, I mean, maybe I'm just immature or something, but I... <laughs> I found that stuff, all that kid stuff and repeating jokes and doing silly things completely natural. Yeah. <laughs> and it got challenging when society started to work its way in and suddenly it became the, you know, the court of Marie Antoinette uh, <laughs> with four-year-old girls all vying for power. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that part got weird. That, <laughs> I've got to say, the, the whole best enemy friend stuff that's weird and uh, and competition uh now i've got um a total of of six daughters from age 12 to 26 and a granddaughter who's three and uh yeah that can get a little weird but i just want to make sure that they all know that 
I'm still the king of weird. And, um, that, that, you know, that's, it's a hard job to stay the weirdest in the family, you know? Yeah, it's funny because you just end up like, well, one thing that we had with a guest that came on is, is the nicknames that you come up with. Like, you don't even know where they come from. Like, she called her kids schnoobs yeah. for a really long time. And it's like, where does that even come from? And you do have to be the king or the queen of weird yeah. as the parent, don't yeah. you? You gotta, you gotta guide them, show them. <laughs> it, I, it's a really, you know, it's so funny that you can kind of guess the etymology of that word because it comes from a sort of cuteness. Like you come up with endearing names and that kind of, yeah. kind of state, prelingual state, and all sorts of funny things come out. You know, I mean, how many words do you guys have that have been perverted by your daughter where you now say the word as she miss oh, said it when she yeah. was learning how to speak? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah? she's she has her, her bobbies, doesn't she? Which is her, her dummy. Like a pacifier, her, isn't Like it? a pacifier, yeah. And she always yeah. changed the word from dummy to bubby. So now, even if I'm talking to someone, I'm like, oh, we've got to get those bubbies off her. And people are looking at me like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love, I, I love bubby. I love bubby. I, I actually much prefer that because I don't like pacifier yeah. and I don't like dummy because dummy tit is an awful thing. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. where it comes from. Yeah. And, uh, and I, when I moved to Britain, I was like, well, dummy, what are you talking about? And, uh, yeah, Bubby, come on, spread let's, it around. Let's spread around the bubbies. <laughs> spread the good word. It's yeah. the good word of bubs. <laughs> so Bing was kind of inspired, um, from all these kind of, repetitive routines that you do as as a parent and guiding um your child through those um you kind of operatic and dramatic times when you know for example they lose their bubby or yeah. something like that yeah. Um, yeah yeah what else can you tell us about how Bing came about well I, I was the only dad in the play group and the play group was in a church hall with a huge carpet so all the kids came took the shoes off mm -hmm. and so i would print out because it was the first book I did um, in Photoshop. You know, I draw the pictures by hand, but then color them in Photoshop. So as I was working on the books and the editor and David was coming in with, you know, hey, you know what you really want to do at this point is feel this and that and repetition. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would try them out on other kids. I'd say to the moms, hey, you know, uh, can, can you read this printout to your kid? And I'd watch them. I'd just watch them. And... Um, and, you know, they would read them differently than I would. Yeah. But uh, I noticed something would happen. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. When, when the, cause the kids had their shoes off, when they started to see the pattern in the book, just the pattern recognition or, you know, something happening again or something they liked, their toes would kind of scrunch up, you know, they'd kind of <laughs> curl them. And I went, oh, my God, this is like a probe into their brains yeah. you know I've, I've, you don't need a little buzzer you, this is like this is the ultimate research and i found out that that response that we all know about um goes back to, it's a primate response when when they get a little bit of adrenaline yeah mm -hmm. they they clench hands and toes and the reason yeah. is if you were a monkey in a tree and you suddenly dropped and you got a little adrenaline, you'd go and you'd yeah. grab hold of the fur on mommy's tummy. That's where it yeah. comes from, or that's oh. that's the theory now. So so it was like the perfect <laughs> it was the perfect research and I just went for the toe curl, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that's how they came out. So 
So I was lucky to, to have that laboratory, you know. Yeah. And I didn't have to pay anything, except I did give the kids, they were toward the training then, so I got a whole bunch of Marks and Spencer pants and then <laughs> ironed on some Bing transfers so that if they didn't want to pee or crap on Bing, would help with the tour of the training. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, B B has a Bing potty, doesn't she? She we've, does. We've well, got like an eco potty that we put Bing stickers well, on. Well, <laughs> she's put Bing stickers all over it, hasn't she? Yeah, so, so she doesn't seem to mind. <laughs> no, she doesn't mind going to the toilet on Bing, but she has her Bing potty and a, a Totoro potty, doesn't she? Yeah. And at, be- at bedtime, it's always the Bing one. <laughs> You, you've spiked some some non-branded stuff and made them bang, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's less expensive. I mean, that's coming out of that's coming out of my out of my royalties, but that's okay. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Pretend yeah. you didn't hear. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like I'm getting a lot. Either, so. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, I know you had a big part to play in um, writing and animating the TV show. Have you kind of got like a favorite moment or a favorite episode from the TV show or, or even the book? Absolutely. My favorite book's the bedtime book. Um, yeah. Cause all, and also, um, David was very bold about how we should publish Bing. It should be a different format. Um, it should be good quality. And then he suggested a black cover. And because mm. black is just not a kid's color. No. And in fact, you know, Bing's... Um, Fur color was like, yeah, but it's 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 not a children's color. And I say, like, yeah, it is. It makes all the other colors look great, and it's very, you know, babies really respond to yeah. strong contrast. Don't you know that? And so, you know, but it was it was kind of a hard sell. It didn't um, it didn't um, it, it didn't reach a lot of parents. The parents that it did reach got it, but it was just too weird at the time. And it's like nearly twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, but um, but yes. Yeah, so then when we, it was picked up uh, to develop for television, we spent many years thinking, "Oh my gosh, what do we do about Flop? Flop has to speak, you know." And yeah. suddenly, Flop is this sentient in loco parentis. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the books, Flop is just, you know, Calvin and Hobbes kind of, you yeah. know, thing. And uh, it, it, it's uh, there was. This whole idea of like, let's do it in real time so that it's not lots of cuts, keep the cuts down to a minimum, um, hire kids, which is much harder to to direct and to get good performances out of. And they can only work two days of the year, uh, two, mm. two hours a day, mm. two days of the year. We never got it done. And then, and then, of course, Mark, getting Mark Rylance, that was the producer's girlfriend at the time, having seen him on stage in London in Jerusalem, which is currently going through a revival. But, you know, Mark Rylance was very well known at that time on stage, but he hadn't done very much on screen. Mm-hmm. And um, But he had this unique ability. We tried 20 different people for the flop. Men, women, different backgrounds. No one could do it. Yeah. Because Flop, the way we wrote Flop, Flop had to sound utterly and completely genuine. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think there's a real problem in, especially more so, slightly more so in Britain, where people think if you talk to kids, you have to talk kind of fake, you know, kitty talk or creepy uncle or auntie or kindergarten <laughs> teacher. There's few people that just talk to them as human beings. Mm. And 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 um and it, it so it always sounded like they had an agenda, and uh, 
but Mark just got it right. And I, I was actually, when we were testing him in a studio in London, I, I was in tears. I thought, oh my God, flop does exist, you know, and this oh. guy can do it. And he came out of the sound booth having recorded the um, track for the pilot episode. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit high from that. I said, really? Why is that? And he said, well, I imagined that I was with my stepdaughters when they were that age. And you have to be totally in the present moment to engage with them. And I kind of had this flashback and, and just being in the zone, in the present, you get, he didn't use the term flow, but he, he, it was because he had been in that kind of present that you have to be, to be a good parent. Yeah. For, to, for to, and his, at that point, his stepdaughters were in their 20s. Mm. And I thought, yes, thank you, Mark. That's, you're absolutely right. And when we were writing Flop, we always knew we got it right when we felt terrible. We went, oh, you know what? I wish I'd thought of that when I was in that situation with my yeah. toddler. And, uh, and he's, because he's right. He's a little bit too good. I, I've tried to write in some <laughs> points where he was, you know, just holding on. You could see him about to crack. Mm. But unfortunately, I was, um, I was, uh, that that stuff was pushed out. No, it's fascinating. Um, so the, we're also going to say, ask um, Bing is all about acknowledging emotions and feelings. For example, when Bing is under the blankety, which by the way, we ourselves now use as parents, <laughs> um, <laughs> Flop talks him through that feeling. And what can you tell us about the inspiration for that? Was it always something you knew you wanted to include in, in Bing that it was expressing feelings? Uh, I think that, if if Bing didn't depict idiosyncratic parental toddler moments that I had experienced, you could sort of make them up or other people on the team, the writing team, and, and we had 23 writers. They, they had this in individual pool of those kind of genuinely emotional mm. bonding moments with their toddlers to, to draw upon. And um, nearly all the writers had kids of various ages. So... And then when I realized that, you know, yeah, we meant it. We, we're, we're here to really bring this space between parents or carers and toddlers. Mm -hmm. Really explore that space between the two of them. So it's not just about the kids. It's about the whole, it's about that, that, that relationship, the fulcrum yeah. between the two. That's been, well, that's, that's the success of, of behind books that show the tenderness between parents and a kid. But this was different. This was a dad book. This was a book that I wanted <laughs> parents, but especially dads mm. who, who, you know, to read. And it's only two minutes in bed and you can get another one. But, you know, you, it's like dim sum or tapas. You don't have to sit down and, oh, here we go again. You know, not yeah. that book. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing that struck me with the with the Bing books in particular is that is that kind of idea of of like parentlessness? There was a really good article in the Atlantic um, around Marie Sendak, who wrote Where the Wild Things Are, about mm -hmm. how kids really engage with stories where there is like so they they start off with their parents and then they leave, but when all the drama mm -hmm. is over, they return back to mm -hmm. the safety of parenthood, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and Bing really kind of does that subtly in the way that. Flop is kind of like the guardian or the conscience or the guide. Um, mm. And he's always with him. So 
there's that idea of parentlessness without completely leaving like, yeah. being in the lurch, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, there's for, for total, well, first of all, with the books, there's a parent right in the room next to the kid. There's, yeah. your, there's your parent or your carer or your grandparent. So you're not alone. And therefore, being is kind of you and your parent. When you think about egos, who's got the bigger ego, the toddler or the parent? I mean, duh. So in a way, the character sizes are representative of the importance of whose ego. So in a mm. toddler world, both in the books and on the television show, um, the, the kids are direct the action. And if we put lots of larger characters in there, the kids would just get, you know, they, they, they wouldn't get screen time. It'd just yeah. be all these giant rabbits and pandas <laughs> and oh, what a nuisance, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then you've got to figure out, okay, how do you want to reflect modern families that are, that are different? And maybe mm. you have, you know, a fox and a bear have, a, you know, mm. have a, uh, <laughs> an elephant child, you know, yeah. it's kind of, you just yeah, get all that stuff out of the way. So as long as there's, adults in charge it doesn't matter that they're little they're in charge yeah you know they're going to be the kids are going to be fine mm. yeah so, they're the ones so exploring that, that's, <laughs> so that was it yeah i mean we 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 never really considered giving him parents or anybody parents in the books they're implied they're off screen but it's like it's like charlie brown snoopy you know you never see the adults nobody yeah. cares no nobody's worried about them yeah. <laughs> so it just so the parents are there the, the, the relationship is there the, the, the comfort is there mm. the security the challenge the grace all that is there in a way that the wild things very different kind of story mm. um is about a different sort of thing but uh yeah of course you know wild things <laughs> I, I was i'm old enough to have been born when that just came out you know so it was the hot it was the hit book without a doubt yeah i mean this this might be moving a little bit into kind of death of the author territory um uh, and probably beyond like the your original intent for for flop and the series but have right. you heard about some of the fan theories about flop and who he is in yeah. relation to being have you yeah heard crazy i got ones? an answer for that i get a lot i get emails some people track me down send me an email like what is flop and I just, and I thought, uh, you know, I, I came up with an answer for it. Uh, and I said, well, ask a toddler and they'll give you an answer. And whatever they say, that's the right answer. Yeah. I love that. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's a br that is a brilliant response. Yeah. Because in the book. But it's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. I mean, yeah. the, the kids don't say what's flop. It's the parents. Yeah, just exactly. Kid, what, what is if, if you asked your daughter, what's flop? We need we, to, we, don't we? We need to, but that's the thing. It's not like she herself has ever asked, has no. she? So, no, you know, she's just she just knows it's flop. Yeah. I mean, she has a cuddly flop, flop, and it's just flop. <laughs> it's a flop. It's a, it's, it's a self-defining character. I mean, yeah. I don't know. The name flop, I did one drawing, and I came for the name five minutes. Yeah. With no thought whatsoever. It was weird. Flop yeah. just appeared. And I don't He's not that original, but he's... I don't know why. I don't know why there was space for him to. You know what he is? He's an ex, he's an upside down exclamation mark. In the books, the exclamation mark was a big, uh, iconic thing. Mm. It, it's, yeah. it's to represent that silent emotion. But mm -hmm. Flop, if you look at him, he's all entirely made of exclamation marks. Ah, 
That's interesting. Makes total sense. It does make total sense, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just in, in that kind of world of death of the author, can you just set the record straight on one thing, which we've been asked by loads of people? Why does Panda... Are you Panda... saying death of the author? Sorry, are you saying de- death of the author? Yeah, death of the author. So kind of like beyond your intent, I guess. Your, you know, once it enters the world of, of the audience... Oh, I see. And they come I've up never heard that inter- phrase. Oh, right. right. Yeah, it's kind of, is it an English phrase? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, um, you know, when... I've been here for 33... Wait, I've yeah, been here for heard years. Of... I don't know where I heard it. I must have heard it at uni or something. You probably heard it at university. <laughs> yeah. But I was just going to ask, can you set the record straight? Why does Pando never wear trousers? <laughs> yes. And why does no one tell him to put them back on? I'm afraid I don't know because it wasn't my idea. It, 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 it emerged... It was something between one of the two directors and the mm-hmm. producer and it came as a solution to a problem that I didn't understand which is that Pando should just be a guy in his underwear <laughs> and I thought Pando should just be a kid in his underwear because we all know kids are just like they yeah just, 100% there, but, but the, 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 the fact that he now takes off these shorts first of all it costs lots of money to rig a pair of shorts like that so hundreds and hundreds of pounds were spent on that cgi rig and um and it calls more attention to the fact that he's you know because he's now disrobing so he's in his pants whereas and and then the early toys he was just in his pants and shirt and he looks like a panda because it's black and white mm-hmm. um no i can't i can't possibly answer that you'll have to ask uh, yeah. the producer and the director um what that's all about yeah in the toddler's mind it makes sense yeah but it? even like i've always thought of it as he's just that kid that wants i mean we all we all know kids that do just want to run around in their underwear well our kid yeah our <laughs> kid yeah exactly <laughs> to me i think yeah, it's just i mean like... i would do it too if it weren't illegal you know? yeah but, that's you know. just it <laughs> well it's that's not illegal in brixton but uh you know <laughs> the, where i live where i still live currently but uh uh, yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, I'd love to have had more of that kind of what the heck mm. stuff. Like, why? That's what makes us all laugh when a kid, you know, suddenly a kid is covered with some substance. Like, why did they smear chocolate all over their bodies and faces? <laughs> you know, it wasn't because yeah. it's putting it in the mouth that's the good part. But why did they do that? And why did they stick, you know, all of their play school people upside down in you know, a a pool of flour and water. Yeah. I have no idea. But it's we only see the evidence that they went on this journey. And uh and that's hilarious because we'll never really figure out what the heck led yeah. to that moment, to that artifact. And I'd love to see I'd love to have seen more of that kind of what <laughs> stuff and thing. But you know, you you, you kinda have to because when you're dealing with very little kids, you, you have to be pretty on the nose and Mm. and um trim the fat so so little things like that i mean i'm pleased that pando was never tamed and in fact made more random (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, definitely i don't think that was the intent no i think a lot of the things as well though with with especially with us as well i think i find i find myself and you too i think where you question things on it and then actually if you step back and go but to a kid that makes sense (laughs) like for me as an adult why am i questioning it when actually to a child, mm. they're not questioning it. It's fine. I'll, I'll tell you something. If you if you videotape a kid doing something for a while, and you watch it like five times, 
it gets less random. You can see, you, you, you get a better sense of how things got there. They're, they're not yeah. as random as we think. It's just because we don't understand the kind of vague thought processes that we're kind of missing out on something. It's, mm. it's too, it's, it's, it's not binary. It's not necessarily, they don't have logic yet, but there's yeah. one thought follows the next. They're not just animals, you know, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're working something out and this is their scratch work. And then when they're done with whatever experiment they're doing, they leave. And then we're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's usually a mess because, you know, entropy is on their side. Yeah. And yeah. it's what they, they can do entropy better than we can. And, uh, and so we're left puzzling. But I see these as great sort of monuments. I used to take pictures of the stuff that my daughter would do. She, she had all her plastic animals and they had um, Play-Doh stuck on their faces, <laughs> like 20 of them. Yeah. Cows, horses. And they all had this goop just on their face mm. <laughs> like, and I and I asked her I said what's this what's going on here yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said it's animals chewing gum and being disgusting oh <laughs> makes and I total took photos sense of, I, I took photos of it and it's just it's one of my favorite installations you know that she did that's and, uh, brilliant but she was articulate so she could tell me but you know maybe she, if she forgot by the time I asked I'd have been faced with this like random mm. thing. Made more sense than most um, than you know most Brit art does, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's a, true. That's a bit like B with her, her dolls in her dollhouse. I've come in before and they're all hanging upside down, and I'm like, "Oh, well, what's going on here?" And she'll just turn to me and go, "Fruit bat." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> matter of fact, oh, it's, it's so such matter a of scene, fact, you know? Yeah. <laughs> literally she just turns to me and goes fruit bat as if i should have automatically known that's what that was <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that you all are in really enjoying this time because it it's it's only in the last few decades that you know it hasn't just been seen as a nuisance or something getting in the way of real life mm. it's about as real life as you can get and it's just a blast even yeah. though it drives you nuts you know <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank, thanks so much today, Ted. Um, before we wrap yeah, up, sure, did you have mm. any final thoughts on on the Bing universe or any other uh, wisdom to kind of leave our listeners with before you depart? Yeah. Wisdom. I don't know if this is appropriate, but I early on, I picked up this phrase from a former colleague of mine who was a teacher when I was teaching science, and he, he taught woodshop with young kids, you know, primary school kids. And they'd always come saying, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And he, and he was trying to teach them how to just be practical. Mm-hmm. And he'd scowl and he said, you want me to do it for you? How are you going to learn how to do it yourself? What are you going to do when I'm dead? What are you going to do when I'm dead? And I went, whoa! <laughs> what are you going to do when I'm dead? So I picked that up and I've been using that with my daughter since she was like three. And she would, you know, she would when I knew she could do something, but she was just, you know, couldn't be arsed. I'd say, what are you going to do when I'm dead? But actually that's exactly what all of parenting is about. What are they going to do when we're dead? Mm. And, and it's kind of like a momentum. It sounds a bit grim, but if you raise a kid where that's just like, you'll take your eye out. It's just a cliche. It doesn't, it's not, 
doesn't bother them. But I say that to my stepdaughters too, because they're, you know, they're old enough to take it. Mm. Plus they won't care as much if I'm dead anyhow. But the, uh, <laughs> no. the they, they, well, maybe they would. No, I love these kids. It's great. It's a great, it's a weird, we're a weird family, but I, or an unusual family. And it's just full of love. It's a great family. But uh, yeah, what are they going to do when we're dead? We're going to leave them behind on this earth and it's going to shock them. Mm. They're going to go, hey, where are you guys going? Mm. And we're just going to be gone. And they're going to have to tough it out. So, you know, this is the early stages of that. This is the fun part. Yeah. So don't miss out. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. That's been really That's good awesome. chat. Yeah, it has. Enjoyed it. And that's been part one of our deep dive on Bing Bunny. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys. We're back next week with part two, where we're going to go a bit deeper down the bunny hole. I can't stop using that pun, can I? Getting really annoying now. Um, We're going to go a bit deeper and a bit darker. Going to find out all those weird fan theories that are scattered around the internet about what is Flop? Why is Bing bigger than Flop? Why is Flop's house not the right size for him? all those kind of fun things that, uh, you know, adults like to blow out of proportion and ruin for children. So, yep, make sure to tune in next Friday. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Make sure to rate and review us on your favourite podcast app or just follow us to make sure you don't miss an episode. We'll be back next week. See you then. Bing's a bunny, isn't he? Do you know who who Flop is? Who's Flop? Who's Flop? Is Flop Bing's friend or Bing's daddy or Bing's toy? Bing's He's what? Bing's cat. Bing's cat? Is he Bing's cat? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Or is he Bing's toy? Mummy talked to Bing. Mummy talked to Bing. Mummy talked to Bing. Yeah. You want to talk to Bing and Flop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And who is who is Flop? I've listened to you drinking that milk. <laughs> when you finished. You want to talk to Bing and Flop? Yeah. Okay. Who is who is Flop? I. Who's Flop? He's a he's a friend. Bing's son. He's Bing's friend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bing's son. Oh, he's Bing's son. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. What, like in Bluey with the sun? No. 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 Mama. <laughs> 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 you just want to watch Coca-Cola. <laughs>